please be advised. The Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Yo, yo, it's Treasy. Hey, hey, this is Corey. It's Martin the Mailman. It's your man Chandler. And I'm Young Leezy. Kind of movie critics, man. We're always missing Jesse T, bro. Listen, publicly, Jesse I just want to say, Jesse T, what the fuck is you doing, bro? We know you miss watch you. these movies. <laughs> we miss you. Yeah, and you don't ever show up for the shit, man. So I got smoke for you next time you come, bro. This is FYI. Um, listen to this shit. <laughs> that's why I say it. That's why I talk all the shit because I know he's never gonna listen. Y'all do that when I'm not here. Yes. Yes. We talk about <laughs> you too. Have you listened to the like? Shit. There was like three episodes we talked cash shit about you, bro. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, because I know you don't listen, and I, I wouldn't know. give a fuck if you did. That's we the thing. We imitated wow. your wow. voice just like how we be doing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. What's my voice sound like? <laughs> Probably sounds oh. like every black comic that does the white voice. <laughs> no. no. It was, hey it was your announcer voice. Hey, hey guys. Yeah, I'm, your... I'm doing a white voice. <laughs> like, That's actually guy. a bad impression of a white voice. Yeah, by it's the a way. bad impression of a black comic doing the mm. bad impression of a white voice. Yeah. So. That's a lot of layers. There's a lot of meta. A lot of, yeah. Meta. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, people making fun of races, I guess, did, did Bill Burr's new special come out? I think it's out now. Yeah, somebody was saying he was talking track cash shit about, um, or he was talking shit about white people, I guess. Really? Or maybe he was talking shit about black people because he's white, right? Well, he's a well, that's black. pretty different yeah. outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't remember which one. <laughs> yeah, just because I wasn't here to talk about uh, Chappelle, I got to say, I did not like uh, Six and Stones, not to relitigate. Thank yeah, you. we're I not going to get into that. that. No, I and I, you know, I'm not not trying to get all SJW, but it's a little too <laughs> political for me right. in terms of I feel like he was just up there just telling me that he really doesn't like LGBTQ people just for an hour. That's and what you took out of it? That's that, what, that's really? That's that's how I mean and this the material that wasn't talking about that, I just didn't find very funny. And then the stuff that seemed to be really hitting with the audience and that he most enjoyed saying was like punching down at uh, minority groups so yeah not into it for me i know we're not relitigating i just want to throw right, my you just two, cents. Throw your two cents did you listen to the episode right. we no, all I thought that not. was the best part <laughs> yeah i'm sorry well, no, the, bit, car, the, the car joke bit. yeah the car, the car bit. bit yeah because it, it was true yeah he i yeah we're not gonna get back into it but yeah i mean <laughs> stricken from the record you remark <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel about Umbridge. it yeah. <laughs> um so uh yeah, yeah. Like the title says on your podcast, uh, podcast uh, streaming provider, we are talking about it too, chapter two. Um, but before we get into that, man, let's talk about some uh, any movie news, new trailers, anything anybody want to talk about? We really didn't. I mean, I know last whole episode was shit we wanted to talk about. And when I listened back, I was mad because I didn't talk about Snowfall, and Snowfall's the shit right now. Can but we anyway. talk about Joker winning the Golden Lion at Venice? Let's talk about it. That's, I mean, huge. I mean, I, I think there was already a lot of talk about Joker being a serious awards contender. Yeah. Um, just in the biz. Yep. But, like, winning the highest honor at the Venice Film Festival seems to really cement that this is going to be a major contender going forward. Yeah. Didn't they say it got, like, a five-minute standing ovation or something like that? It was eight. It was eight minutes. Oh, eight. eight. Eight is considerably Fuck. longer than five. But Especially I mean, when you're clapping. But yeah, here's the thing. I mean, you talk about like festival fever. Like that happens for like a lot of stuff. You know, and people just get all excited and. Yeah, but you know what? I feel like the hype is real with this one. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I I think what's going to happen is when the movie comes out, there's going to be a lot of talk about uh, is it problematic for what it implies about people who uh, might feel. 
uh, disenfranchised or otherwise un- underprivileged. Or alienated. Yes, and then resort to violence. And I think that oh the movie. God. No, I I think the movie. I mean, I haven't seen it. I'm assuming yeah. that it has a, a commentary on that subject because it seems to be directly dealing with it. But I think yeah. that a lot of the talk is going to be about what does this movie mean for society. Right. And that might derail some of the best actor, best screenplay, best director, best picture talks. Wow. I, Todd Phillips is not going to get best director. I'm sorry. Stri- strike that. You don't think so? Like, no, not. they don't like Todd Phillips. Man. I mean, he hasn't done oh. anything really, uh, quote unquote, great before this. He's a comedy guy. Yeah, he's a comedy guy. Yeah. Due date, hangovers. Right. Like, I mean, what what else? What, uh, old school? Did he old do school? old school? No, did he? No, maybe yeah, I, no. No, I think he did. Yeah. I think he did do old school. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, there... This is the first one that I can remember that's kind of like a, a yeah, a, a I mean, try they could into that like world. Adam McKay him, and, and I, it I could was say it, it worked for Adam McKay, yeah. uh, which I heard in your podcast. You and Steven did a very good job of kind oh, of diving that, into that. Are you, you referring yeah. to the Act Three podcast? Yeah, so like Act3podcast.com? <laughs> yeah. No. Act, that's what it is, Act3podcast.com? That's right, Act3podcast.com. Just <laughs> making sure that's what you're talking about. That, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> dot com, correct? Yes, dot okay. com. Act Three, like a movie, right? Uh, yeah, okay, right. Gotcha. Three acts, just and like it a is movie. a podcast. It is a podcast. Okay. <laughs> this is not a paid-for ad, by the way. <laughs> just wanted to clarify. Yeah, I hope not. I'll slide you a nice uh, $3. I appreciate that. Is that all we're goddamn? Yeah. Look, I'm, it's a little tight right I'm, now. I stopped giving you updates <laughs> On, on how many views your episode got, you gonna give us three dollars? I will say it is it, it is performed better on on y'all's feed than it has on our own. So it's performed anybody, very well on our feed. It is performed quite well. So any any listeners of the KMC podcast, if you want to go over and give Act Three a listen, yeah. uh, you know they should. I, I I think it's a very good complimentary podcast. To it's just another take on movies. Uh, I don't know oh, if you how regularly no you listen, but we have been plugging the kind of movie critics podcast. I heard that the, the other like day. Yeah, I was like, hey, Thanks. you big yeah. shit. That's part of the crew, man. Yeah, I appreciate. I do that, have man. to give the disclaimer every episode though that you, it's just for grown ups. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's very not safe for <laughs> just work. Cause, yeah, because we are mm-hmm. uh, you know legit. Yeah, uh, official. Yeah, family y'all like, friendly. Y'all are very yes. family friendly. Under mandate. On mic, because all. Mike, you guys are different animals. You well, know? you know, know we're all nocturnal goes. animals in our own way. Oh, I like that. I like that Tom Ford reference there. Yeah, Tom Ford. I love his suits. Great guy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's somebody at the table that tend to think that the Joker trailer looked like a piece of shit, and his name is Corey Ray Smith. <laughs> I, I didn't say it was look like a piece of shit. I believe you did, actually. Uh, <laughs> that was like a direct quote. What I, mean, I say is is that the first trailer I thought was really dope, and the second trailer didn't really move me. I felt like it I felt like it revealed too much. And then at the same time, I didn't like the way it was edited. Like it just didn't do much for me. Wow. I'm not saying the movie's gonna be bad. I'm sure the movie's gonna be great. I'm sure it's gonna be a very enjoyable film. But I, the trailer just didn't do. It just fell kind of blah to me. Have you seen Taxi Driver and King of Comedy? I've seen Taxi Driver. Okay. Yeah, I've not seen King of Comedy either. So I, I don't know. Like at the end, you know, can you tell him to call me Joker? That's my favorite part of the. Uh, I think it's so creepy his yeah. delivery. I don't there. know. I'm also in an era where like I wish trailers were were more reserved. You I know, feel like it doesn't like, give you that much, though. You don't actually see him do like anything bad in the trailer. I mean, hearing the laugh, hearing, seeing the makeup and stuff like that. Like, the makeup was revealed in set pics like a year ago. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. Come on. Taylor's yeah. ready for your ass Duh. today. But, well, we, I mean, we're talking about the makeup like he was going to. It's a fucking white face, red lips. <laughs> yeah. like, we know the basics of the makeup. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? I know. The same but then, you know, I wonder, too, is like, you know, okay, if Heath had never died, 
Why is the the role of the Joker so special now? It was special, it was special before. when Jack Nicholson it? did it. Yeah, yeah. It, was it was absolutely a, special was when Jack Nicholson. Spe- did it. I don't remember that because I was obviously fucking yeah, you six. Were a child. You were a fucking kid. Yeah. yeah. So like, it was. I had special. that shit on VHS. I taped it off of HBO. No, his if anyone cares. His portrayal was special. It was a dope. Yeah, but special. even like when during the '90s when we were yeah. just animated and yeah. Mark Hamill was doing the cartoon yeah. voice, it was a coveted yeah. thing. Like Mark Hamill really? was the one. Yes. Joker's always been yeah. a thing. Why is the Joker? I don't know. He's you know, just a notable villain. Yeah, I mean, villain. he yeah. exactly. And Batman yeah. are, he has the most popular rogues gallery of any. So, I mean, really, he's the villain. It's yeah. like Darth Vader and Joker. Yeah. He should have killed him a long time ago, honestly. Oh. Uh, because he's, he's, he's been giving Batman shit for like a hundred years. Well, here's now the thing, Corey, point. and I don't, I don't, I know this is kind of like inside baseball for comic book fans, but Batman actually has one rule. He and doesn't he doesn't kill. kill. Yeah. I didn't know if you knew that. Oh, that is true. He I mean, does neither does Superman, but Hollywood said, fuck that. No, hey, mm-hmm. Man of Steel is a good movie. <laughs> Come on. I didn't hate Man of Steel. That's a, I'm one of the like three people that did yeah, hate I Man of Steel. Yeah, I loved Man of Steel. Yeah, I, it, I didn't love it. I, I really, really, really like it. Yeah. I wasn't that, because I, I like uh, Snyder. I, I like Snyder, Snyder. Bef- Man of Steel, and before, I was totally there for him. Yeah, Justice League sucks. Uh, Batman v Superman is, is well, actually, that's better than Justice League. Yeah, and Batman versus. At least it's not terrible. At least Batman v Superman has a point of view. Yeah. yeah. Justice League is just like the most watered down, like yeah. a- attempting to copy Marvel. Anyway, so we're here to talk about it. Chapter two. <laughs> oh well, actually, I have, before we move on from Joker, I have a question because I noticed that they're calling him Arthur in this iteration of Joker, and so you comic book people with the deep cuts. Yeah. Like, is there more than one Joker series where he's he has because diff- I know he's Jack at some point. That's just in the Burton Batman Joker in the comics it's is always like, Arthur. It's not named. Oh, he doesn't it's, have a name. We okay. don't. You don't know his name. I mean, you do find out in like the Killing Joke uh, that he was a, com- a comedian. Oh. Um, but like, it's one of those things, like you know, in the Dark Knight, where he has a different backstory. It's like right. that's very much representative of the Joker in the comics. Whatever writer is working on that character decides how projects it goes. whatever. Yeah, and he it, traditionally not given a name, uh-huh. but he is uh, what's his last name in in the Burton movie is Jack something. I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember they, but he's he's the guy who kills Batman's parents right. in that movie. Yeah, which that's is right. not usually yeah. the way it goes either. Joe Chill is the guy who kills Batman's parents. So is this so is this movie supposed to be like truer to his actual origin story, or is it just a completely new one? This movie is like not Batman at all. It's right. like Gotham. Joker, yeah, it's Joker, like they've basically okay. stricken most of this stuff away. So I think it's going to be just a movie about Joker with very little allegiance to the comics i noticed in the trailer there was no mention of gotham city unless no, i didn't catch I, it, it they, they name drop yeah, gotham yeah. city they named, they i'm yeah. sorry maybe they I'm... name drop it and i will say uh thomas and martha wayne are characters in the movie and there is an actor playing bruce wayne but he's just a little boy hmm. damn i just i'm gonna suck because i don't know I, I saw the trailer the trailer just didn't move me it just kind of lost its i mean flair. it's joaquin phoenix i don't think he's gonna fuck it up yeah <laughs> i don't think i'm not he's saying so i think the movie's bad i just I literally dropped in the group chat that the trailer didn't move me, and somebody uh, ran with it. So what you're that saying? Would somebody would be me. What you're yeah. saying is, all I have are negative thoughts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. That was a good one, right? I think it'll turn out great. I mean, you know, as long as Jared Leto doesn't make an appearance. He, I think he's yeah. really upset about it. Because <laughs> did you see the, the Birds of Prey trailer that they put in front of? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, that was funny. My daughter was like, "Why are the lights still on?" Yeah, I said the same yeah. thing to, in my head. 
Um, but like that opening line is like, I'm so sick of clowns. And it's yeah. like, geez, I mean, oh. Joker, uh, Suicide Squad was like Jared three years Little ago. had yeah, all true. of four minutes of screen time. And, I didn't and think, time. I didn't think he was that bad. I, I think the look, the look is stupid, yeah. but I think his performance was it fine. Bad. I mean, he just has like a corny, David Ayer it? has to make everything like extreme. Yeah. Uh, like what? What was that? What if the Joker was like an urban crime lord? <laughs> right. That's funny. Um. Yeah. I. 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 I don't know, man. I. I look like it. I feel like I'm going to enjoy Joaquin's performance. I mean, we gotta like compare it to Heath Ledger because yeah. I feel like I'm going to enjoy this one much better. But I don't know if it's just because there's more dimension to it. There's more, you know. Well, I think. It seems like they've taken a, an interesting stance on it because, like, Heath Ledger's Joker is a, a twisted dude, but ultimately is very charismatic in The Dark Knight yeah. and never does anything uh, super heinous that that breaks your connection with that character. Mm-hmm. You know, like the crimes he's that he commits. Badass, yeah. yeah, and he's uh, most of the bad stuff he does to people. They're like criminals too. Mm-hmm. So it's that audience trick where you're allowed to still uh, root for the bad guy, right? Um, and from what I've read coming out of uh, Venice and Toronto now that it's been shown there as well is that this Joker like does upsetting things and that the movie really challenges uh, your ability as a viewer to empathize with the protagonist yeah. right and I think that that's a cool way to actually do Joker like and it's R-rated as well so Ooh. yeah so I mean he probably does some pretty messed up stuff oh what, what I loved about Heath was that it was a movie. That was trying. It was to, a movie. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> where's Jesse T? <laughs> Jesse T would just shut the hell up. <laughs> um, it was a superhero movie. It, we always say this: the best way to describe The Dark Knight is it's a crime drama. Yes. That's mask. That's it's also, heat. It's it's, it's a totally heat. Yeah. It's a crime drama. It's a movie about a guy dresses up as a bat, but it, as a crime drama. But he, the Joker represents that comic book level. Perspective, because he's a villain with no backstory. He's just villainous. He's just you know, but it works. It works in the film. Whereas mm-hmm. everything else is kind of semi grounded in like realism, quote mm-hmm. unquote, air quotes. But like the Joker's not. That's like that's some comic book shit. Yeah. You but know? They, even and then, I, they they do bring him down to a, a ground level. Yeah, I mean they do because I mean they they don't allow him to do too much ridiculousness. And that's but not a Joker same, that's like falling in a vat of acid or anything yeah. either. <laughs> yeah. So, but I I love the fact that like. You still don't know his name. You don't know where he comes from. He has no motive. He's, you know, he's this ridiculous person that yeah. does all these ridiculous things. And it's like, but it's supposed to be realistic. So well, that's, but it. that's exactly the approach mm-hmm. that Phillips has taken with mm-hmm. this movie. So what, what's, what won you over about Nolan's take, but that you don't see in this one? The trailer. Honestly, it's, <laughs> no, it's not the movie. I'm, I guarantee you, I'm going to watch this movie. whoever did the trailer. Yeah, whoever cut the trailer, yeah. it sucks. I just didn't like <laughs> wow. the trailer. I just didn't like the trailer. I, I didn't like the, tra- the first trailer where it has Ironically. a weird music cue at the end as he like comes around the hallway. And I didn't like that trailer very much. I thought the second was much more effective. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just my personal taste. I just didn't yeah. like the trailer. Okay. Sorry, guys. I'm sure the movie would be great. I'm not. Hey, I'm not vilifying you, man. Thank you. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. You have you well, you know, it's not it's for White Brothers, that. we got to stick together, man. Oh, <laughs> shit. I knew it was coming. I knew Mine. it. Uh, dear commenters. Uh, <laughs> that was not me. Please, that was not me. Please attack him as you have attacked me. Uh, please Damn, don't. Damn, he flipped on you quick, too. <laughs> yeah, no, geez. he's got to go down. He's got to enjoy this, this. The wrath of the commentator. The wrath of the commentator. Yeah, yeah. We're not that bad. Mm, um, to you. 
We yeah, because I'm black as fuck. So, um, uh, we spent a lot of time on that. I wanted to talk Sorry. about. I wanted to see if there was a lot of other movie news. Um, but we're just gonna jump right into the trailer that I guess the most of us saw. Martin, you said you didn't see it in theaters. What Tenant? Yes, Tenant. Uh, no, I didn't see it in theaters. The new movie from Christopher Nolan. I have to say, I didn't know anything about this trailer. I knew I had heard about. I didn't know what the name of the movie was, but I'd heard about it because. You know, obviously, Christopher Nolan, uh, there was a big thing about Christopher Nolan casting John uh, David Washington. So I was in tune with that, but I didn't know what the movie was called. There was nothing about it. And then um, to see when this, because me and Corey went to go see it with uh, Mario. Shout out to you, Mario. Um, had you seen or heard anything about mm-hmm. the trailer before? No. So when it came but, on, you were? I was totally oblivious. Yeah. And then, but I admit though, after the fact, I remembered the whole thing about it not playing online. Right. But like, and then it was like, oh, that trailer. Right. Right. So yeah, right. but it was dope. Like, because we we've talked in the past that we, it's a rarity that you see a trailer in the theater before you see it online. Yes. And we remember all of us kind of, except for you, because you've been born. You were born in like ninety. No, I remember <laughs> seeing Jeez. a trailer. <laughs> you know in the theater yes and being like oh my god you yo that looks crazy yeah. like that looks dope like that's gonna come out and now we all know every trailer except for that one i had already seen you know it's crazy so. just to kind of a call back to the the point in time you're talking about i used to work at amc 24 mm. and you know before i had like you know before cell phones all that shit were like really popping i used to take a notepad in the movie theater and when like a dope trailer came on i would write down the name of the like to research it later you know what i'm saying so it it just it it it, yeah that made you know that was a time you know what i mean so i admit it i was genuinely shocked because i saw it and i was like wait a minute what the fuck is this yeah what is this what's going on i haven't seen this i i I go to imdb every day where where is this coming from yeah (laughs) like you know what i mean and then to see it i mean don't get me on the trailer wasn't it was a teaser. It was a teaser, was a, so yeah. there's not like He's not going to tell you shit. Yeah. I think it's very exciting. I, how yeah. walked, yeah. I walked into It's exciting, and I walked into Interstellar not knowing shit mm. and left very, very happy. I have no doubt that's going to happen again. Yeah. And like when I saw that... Uh, Matt Damon was in Interstellar? Is that what you're going to say? No. Oh, because that was a very big huge surprise. Yeah, that was a huge no, that, that was a huge reveal, but like... Um, when I saw the trailer for what was the last one he Dunkirk. did? Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Like I didn't give a fuck. I don't want to see that shit. Like yeah, it didn't appeal to me. I still haven't seen it. I Full still confession. haven't. I still haven't seen it either. It's a good film. Yeah, it's, well, I don't, I'm sure I, it I don't is. Do, it's like, lower. It's lower on the totem pole, but it's a good film. I don't. I don't do war movies like, especially not from that era. So like, that's why it didn't excite me. Not saying that's not a good movie, but right. it just didn't appeal to me. But literally, if it if it had if it had said Dunkirk. Christopher Nolan and just a fucking black screen, my black ass would have been. You would have showed up, right. So so I'm going to watch this. I thought the Dunkin' Donuts said Dunkirk for a second. (laughs) America runs on Dunkirk. (laughs) Shout out to to Martin for these donuts. And shout out to him for getting the right kind. Facts. Do we want to play a little game of what do we think Tenet is about? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, (laughs) I just looked on IMDb, so I I cheated. I think it's about the strenuous relationship in an inner city between a landlord and somebody renting an apartment in their building. <laughs> That's funny. That's Because that'd be the tenant. Because that'd be the tenant. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're missing an extra N. Oh, to make that. Right. Yeah, it's just tenant. Right. So, with the words being symmetrical and the way that they presented it, or what do they call that? When it's the same. A when palindrome. It's a palindrome, when it's the same palindrome. thing. Palindrome. Palindrome. It's crazy that we didn't have a name for that until Sarah Palin was running for vice president. 
Like it just it just went unnamed for so long. <laughs> Leezy's face is priceless right now, bro. That is funny. But so even the way they presented it in the trailer, it's like you had Tenet, and then it flipped around, and it was Tenet, and then the, how the teaser was. He kind of like it was weird. He walked up to this bullet hole in yeah. the glass. He touched it. Then he walked to a second one. Then it's like it went backwards, and he went back to position one. Like it, I don't know. It just it's seems like it's movie. definitely time. It's Christopher Nolan, so we're talking about time travel for sure. It looks like time travel it's meets probably, Jason Bourne. Do we know it's time travel? Yes, I, it says it it's on gotta IMDb. be. Oh, okay. IMDb is user generated information, sister. I don't know if we can say that. <laughs> sister, <laughs> that sister is funny. Uh, um, no, I mean I think it is too because the the. I mean, it's also Christopher Nolan, so yeah, it's yeah. he does travel. love that. And then <laughs> the one of the log lines in the trailer is it says like time has come for a new protagonist. Yes, that's what it said. Time has come yeah, for a new protagonist. I saw the new protagonist thing. Though, yeah. So when he said when he says that does he mean like black protagonist? No, I think I I thought that initially I was like, what do you mean like? He's like, hey, this is new. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how I took it. I'm like, time has come for a new. You know, you say a statement like that, and we're thinking like, okay, maybe a guy with four arms, right? Like, no, it's just John David Washington. It's like, no way. We and then you start thinking, you're like, wait a minute, how many? Black protagonists in time travel outside of virtuosity have we ever seen? Oh, you know shit, what I mean? Virtuosity? You forgot about that, right? Oh, isn't that isn't that Denzel, Denzel and yeah. um what's his oh, face? Oh, maybe this From is Gladiator. A, yo, maybe this is a sequel to fucking <laughs> virtuosity, <laughs> bro. Nobody wants that. Nobody ever wants that. Nobody wants that. But, Russell Crowe. But we want it if it's directed by Christopher Nolan, though, right? We consider if it's directed by Christopher Nolan, right? Yeah. No, we no. consider it if Nolan it was directed by Christopher wants. Nolan, right? Yeah, I would. I Virtuosity would. Two, the eleventh film from Christopher Nolan. You, you're telling me you wouldn't go? I'm gonna go. quote the great Beyonce and go, nigga, no, nigga, no. <laughs> I, th- no. I thought that was uh, Nolan does whatever he wants. The only bad film he ever did was, uh, I, I think the the Dark Knight Rises. Nah, that's wow. a good one. Man, no, that's good. I didn't think Dark Knight. I'll Rises stand for it. Let's have a whole another bad. episode. I think yeah, it was great. I, if I had to say his worst film, it's my favorite of the trilogy. Wow! Whoa. Wow! Really? Are you no, serious? I, I think Dark Knight is better, like yeah. academically. But I really <laughs> love The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> really? Oh, that's a whole new. It's his superhero film. It's just a plain Jane superhero film. I like superhero films. I, that's fine. But sue me, Corey. When you have the first two, which are cinematic. I don't like. First off, movie. let's not overpraise Batman Begins. That movie what? is overlong, got a ton of problems. No, what? he thinks what? it has a ton of problems. He totally redesigned the aesthetic of Gotham for the latter two movies. So come on, come on. What what, what aesthetic of Gotham? <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, that Gotham, was a good Chris Gotham Rock City, I got, Gotham I got City it. looks totally different. Yeah, uh, that the, happens. Over Wayne the Enterprises movie. looks totally different. You say yeah. bye bye to the L train that runs through Gotham. Like he yeah, did, but you get the ninjas training scene. Yeah, <laughs> ninjas training. <laughs> training yeah. my time. I mean, that's a, that's the best part of the movie. It's the beginning. I think once yeah. he becomes Batman, it's uh, a lot less good. I like Scarecrow. I guess. Killing Murphy. Anyway, mm. back to Tenet. Um, yes, I think it's time travel. Being that there's two of him, I think at some point he encounters himself. Why? Um, why? Do you, why is there two of them? Two of him. The bullet holes. With it being two of them, I think that means something. I think oh, at okay. some point he's going to encounter himself. So, so this is Gemini Man. Gemini Man. <laughs> oh, fuck. I beat you to it. Jinx. I was two seconds, I'm two seconds in the future yeah. for you. Well, the difference between <laughs> those movies Gemini. is... 
Gemini Man looks so bad. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say the difference between those two movies is I'm actually gonna watch Gemini Gemini Man. Looks I'm fascinated so to see bad. it. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> you see him like six How bad does it look? <laughs> this bad. Um, I think the thing about Gemini Man, you know, it's crazy because they didn't de-age Will Smith for that. They didn't de-age him. Like I'm not joking. I'm being serious. They built a whole CG young Will Smith. It, it looks like it. And, it look, yeah, and, it's and that's why it obvious. looks different. It doesn't look like Marvel de-aging because they were like, you know what? What if we just like built it from scratch? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. It looks awful. You know what? They tried that. It looks bad. With the Dark Crystal. And the Gelfling looked weird. And they were smart enough to say, we're going to just use the You talking about like Muppet. new Dark Crystal or old yes, Dark the Crystal? Yes, Oh. I haven't seen that yet. Just make some puppets. Great. Yeah. I they learned like, the same thing about Yoda. They just made him back into a puppet. So like. Now I okay. So here's the thing, puppet Yoda from from the Last Jedi still doesn't look right. He looks better than CGI Yoda. Uh, I like CGI Yoda from from uh, Attack of the Clones: Revenge of the Sith. I and like. This him. is where I leave you. You can't talk. Sorry. Uh, have you, but, do you remember the puppet they used in uh, Episode One? In the Phantom yeah. Menace, but they've now gone back and, and digitaled over him. That's the one I saw. That puppet Yoda looks crazy. It does not look like Yoda at all. And if you watch the behind the scenes doc, like at some point, like they're showing it to Lucas, and they're like, "Well, it doesn't really look like Yoda," and he's like. Well, you know, that's okay. I mean, I don't look the same as I did 20 years ago. So. <laughs> that's a good George Lucas. That's a very good George. I'm yeah. very, I'm very talented. Okay, you're, yeah. you can. If you grew your talented. beard out, you'd look like a talented. young George Lucas. I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping that, I, <laughs> I'm hoping that I age into that one day. Yeah. Just wait. He's got a big old neck, though. I'm trying to keep that yeah. under control. His neck connects to his nose. Yeah. Oh, it's like a, whoa. It's, like a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a nose. Yeah. Wow. It's a nose. Get it? <laughs> nose. <cut>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Wow, we're ultra corny this episode. This <laughs> okay, let's bad. talk about it because we are way, Hold way... Up. Martin was about to say something. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I think with Bond 25 coming out, I really want to see that trailer. Mm-hmm. I think this is like Christopher Nolan's being like, fuck you, I'm not doing Bond, but I'm going to do like yeah. a spy movie at the same time. I can right. see that. But it looks kind of like procedural. I mean, just his outfit looked very much like a cop, like like a detective yeah. or something. And then I've seen a, a set photo with Robert Pattinson, who's in this movie too, and right. he looks like a like a... Detective too, like just haircut and style. Oh, Robert Pattinson's in it too. Yeah. Yes. Dog, after Good Time, Robert Pattinson is on, he's on top of my list, bro. Has have anybody seen Good Time no. yet? Nah, right, seen y'all it. need to go watch that, man. No. I couldn't um, find it for free. It was it, I know it was on it Prime was on for a long for a while, time. Yeah. I don't know where it's at now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, time thriller, time ch- cop thriller <laughs> Christopher Nolan short term memory loss this is no the hardest oxygen. game of taboo I've ever played yeah <laughs> this is like <laughs> yeah. the whole but the whole is time for a new protagonist I'm telling you man that was a very racist statement I, and, I, you know, I think that it's intended to be double meaning entendre and I yes. don't think that it has anything to do with race I mean, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I kind of think it. The way it was placed, it was like. I think it's literally like time has come, like so that he's going to be in some sort of race against time. Yes. But in race against time, get it? Race. <laughs> uh, but also, I did think of it as. I mean, the trailer mainly just features like this one black actor who's the lead, and I did feel like it was Christopher Nolan being like, "Oh, you see what I'm doing here? We've got <laughs> the black actor. Yeah, I'm very progressive." I, I don't yeah. know though, because British people aren't like as weird about race as we are. That's true. In 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 lore, in the lore of British people, but like 
They yeah. they they're they like black people for the most part. Until, uh, Brexit. Until bre- I was going there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Until, 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 until the future. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm I'm tenant. I'm, I'm trying not to spoil the movie for you guys because I already know what it is. But yeah. Shut up. <laughs> all right, man. Let's get into it. All this. All the charades. It's Christopher Nolan charade. Well, just to be clear before we talk about it, we all watched the 1990 version, right? That's what we're talking about? I actually yeah. never watched that. Oh, what? speaking of which, do you have my DVD still? Yes. <laughs> were you ever going to remind me that you have my DVD? I didn't remember that I had it until right until this second. <laughs> we'll pass it over to Corey after he gives me my motherfucking Spike Lee DVDs. Yeah, I've watched them all. I'll give it back to you. You know hey, what? I'm putting, out a, I'm, yo, I'm putting out invoices for my shit, man. I want all my <laughs> shit back in 15 days, like, text, man. Text me when we leave here, and I'll I'll pull I'll it out of the bin. Your, Otherwise, bring I won't shit back. Yeah, sure. Yeah, put my shit back, yeah, man. Yeah, I've watched them. Or I'm sending them, them boys to come get you, man. <laughs> I don't know how to watch Over some DVDs. Laptop. Um... All right. So, oh yes, we've all seen 1990 version. No, I haven't. I haven't. Well, he doesn't. He never. You didn't even see the first one. When we did the first one. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Did you go back and watch the first no. one? No. You didn't see chapter one. <laughs> no. Are you talking about it? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I watched chapter one. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what? but you didn't. All right. So you. I didn't watch the, the 90s one. one. Right. Uh, what I'm saying <laughs> is, when we did it the first time, chapter one, you yeah. hadn't watched it at that time. Hey, it still has not. When we did the podcast for it. So <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you still, you've watched it But I have it seen chapter one. Okay. Yeah. Good. It's been on TV and shit. So everybody point. but Corey has seen the 1990 version. Yeah. Okay. Of it. Not that it matters. They they did nothing. I know it had Tim Tim Curry in it, right? John yes. Ritter. John Ritter. Yeah, John oh, yeah. Ritter. Tim Reed. The craziest thing. Uh, yeah, it's Norfolk's own. Yeah, Tim Norfolk's own Tim Reed. Uh, the craziest you were wrong, thing though. I'm... John Ritter's not the one with the ponytail. It's the guy that plays yeah, Bill. Yeah, it's the it's other Bill. guy. With yeah. the mole. His You're mole right. kind of gross, And too. I revisited that, and the ponytail was crazier than I remember. <laughs> yeah. it, was it, was, it was very much like Val Kilmer's in Heat. Yeah, you're right. It's very Val Kilmer's, yeah, that ponytail. Mm. I think he was. I think he was styled. There, I, I did see a, Steve, a picture of Stephen King from the era, and he also had like that haircut, like short on top. That looks like a Stephen King uh, haircut. Very the lowest possible yeah, ponytail. Stephen King also wrote books completely high on cocaine. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> there was some said, shit in this book yeah, that didn't make it into the books movie. Books with an S. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> Stephen King yeah. won't play with a full deck for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you haven't heard our chapter, we did do a uh, podcast on. Uh, it chapter one. Uh, if you haven't heard it, I highly recommend you go back. There may be some good callbacks to that, um, or listen to it afterwards, like Corey did. Yeah, it doesn't. You know, I don't know, man. <laughs> watch part two, then part one. I don't know. Don't However, the fuck you want to do this. Um, so uh, let's get into the synopsis of the film. Would you like to read the synopsis, Corey? Yeah. Twenty-seven years after the first encounter with the terrifying Pennywise, the Loser Club has grown up and moved away until a devastating phone call brings them back. Okay, I want to start there with this fucking phone call, okay? Because I had this conversation with Martin off mic. Did any of you guys, when the phone call started to be made, right, did did anybody say, why the fuck are the phone calls being made? Like, what prompted the phone calls being made? Now, I understand that we saw the hate crime, you know, with the, you know, uh, the, they jumped the, the gay guy, threw him in the river, Pennywise at the bottom of the river. So us as viewers saw Pennywise. Yeah, but he, that's because Mike 
that's his name, right? Mike Hanlon. Yeah, yeah, he goes to the scene. Yeah. And he, he sees the he, he hears it over the police scanner right. and goes to the scene. Yes, but what I'm saying is at that moment, we saw Pennywise, right? Yeah. yeah. We weren't aware of these other crimes that have happened, right? So at this point, when he started making the phone call, we knew Pennywise was there, but he didn't know Pennywise yes, he did, was there. Because he, he, he goes and he hears about dismemberment. He knows what that means. And then also he finds a popped balloon on a bush. Oh, popped yeah. red balloon. And he's like, oh, that's in the in the original movie, like a little girl gets eaten. Yeah. And there's a balloon. Wait, did you go to the bathroom during the scene where Pennywise writes a handwritten letter to Mike saying, hey, I'm back? <laughs> yeah, also, I want to know why is it 27 years later? Is that explained in the book? Well, or it's, it, it hibernates oh. for 27 years, um, and and also I don't remember if I need to go back and watch the first one. But in the miniseries, Mike is the one who does all the research to know about it, but he does it when he's a child, so he's aware of like the time spans that go by. Mm-hmm. So he's kind yeah. of like bracing for him to come back. So I don't remember because what that was two years ago when I watched it, and I haven't watched it again. Right. Um, but, I think but Mike's kinda, like the one who knows. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he been waiting he's this obsessed. whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's obsessed. Which, the answer to that is get the fuck out of dairy, right? That's, that's just the clear answer to it, right? Get yeah. the fuck out of dairy. Lactose intolerant, anyone? Jeez. Huh? <laughs> what happened? I'm going to let it sit there. Sorry, you got to listen if you want to hear. No. <laughs> uh, I said lactose intolerant, anyone? Yeah. Oh. Dairy. Dairy. Mm. Yeah, that went over my head. All right, head. guys, I got to go. See you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great exit. <laughs> what was the line in Joker? He was like, they said no one would laugh at me. <laughs> you got there right. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. Yeah, well, I found the pacing of that quite odd. I was just like, wait a minute. It was one killing, and then all of a sudden you're calling everybody back. Well, How would you get their numbers? The point, were they on Facebook? Like, at the point they this? were calling people back, he was towards the end of his like feeding like period. So it must have been much more killings happened before then, right? But that wasn't they said exp- they had like a time limit to where they had to kill it or they were done for, right? But all that wasn't explained like till they got to Derry. So I'm so just as a viewer, I was like, ah, damn, he's making these calls. Like I have pre- a problem with it. How long? How long do you want them to you know dilly dally well, around before they, we get to everybody getting back together? You know that's well, what. The well, movie I just is. think and I just think the killing should have been more obvious. Well, structurally, the way that they did it, they did it in the. Um, in the miniseries, I thought was better. Yeah. Um, with him making the calls and them having the flashbacks and you finding out what happened. Right. I like the way that they did the pacing there. So I think that that was one thing that the miniseries had up on this. And I was like trying to figure out how they were going to do that. And it did seem very abrupt. So I do think the pacing was odd. But in terms of like why he would be calling, they, they explained it fine, I thought. Okay. Well, all right. Martin brought up another good point then. So Pennywise attacks children, right? Why did he attack the gay couple? Exactly. Hey, he, These are grown men. I think he he attacks anybody. Because they wanted to put in a fucking social message. That's why. No, but... Well, yeah, but that's, yeah. In, the, in the original, he kills a little girl. Yeah, in the yeah. book, it's the gay thing. You sure? Yes, 100%. Okay. I didn't read the book. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read it either. <laughs> this movie... I, I used to read Stephen King books back in the day. I just never read it. But, I, like, the movie plays like a Stephen King book. Like, it's weird. Well, like, and, Stephen yeah, King movie, books are weird. This movie puts a lot of the book stuff back in. And, yeah. and I just know this from Did reading. Did put the turtle back. I, and I think we're all better for that, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> didn't put the orgy back either. So yeah, the orgy. God. And you know what? Uh, I was worried in this one, even though they left it out of part one, the way that this movie was going, I was like, are they going to put the orgy scene in? <laughs> like, I'm not ready for this. And thank goodness they didn't. But in the in the book, I think that the implication is, and please, listeners, write and correct me if I'm wrong, if I, I think that the, the – uh, 
the implication is that Pennywise is sort of the impetus for all the evil in Derry. Like that he is influencing every person that lives there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when those people attack the gay couple, that's Pennywise's influence. Oh. And if that sounds silly, I mean, King kind of, he writes on these like, these metaphorical levels. So where oh. it's like, yeah, the, all the evil is because of Pennywise. He is evil. The story is about, you know, kids ignoring evil and then having to come to terms with it when they're adults. Right. He does write a lot about about evil, like, wrapped up into one thing. Like, a lot yes. of his books tend the to The Shining have, is kind of about that, too. Yeah, it's evil is in this package, yeah. that, you know, that represents all the evil in the world. So it's, hmm. yeah, it's interesting. I read, okay. I read a lot of that shit when I was a kid. It was really fucked up. Wow. It explains so much. It reminds you, like, you're like, yeah, a cokehead definitely wrote this. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of his books are, like, weird yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Well, I think mm-hmm. with, with this movie especially, like, uh, comparing it to Chapter One, which I thought was was a fun movie, but didn't leave much of a impact on me other than being fun. Right. This one was the one where I was like, oh, I actually like get what this is about now. It yeah. is very like, fucking heavy-handed. Yeah, That's why. it's very heavy-handed, but I, I don't know. I enjoyed... Um, I think Andy Muschietti is very good at uh, visual symbolism and relating it to plot. So, like, some of the stuff that we'll get into later, I think he just really is good at handling that material. I would argue that Stephen King's writing is very heavy-handed, and that's why I'm not a fan of his work in general. Can we back up to, like, the, the, the gay couple getting attacked? Let's go. Why did that little kid have herpes like why did he have to that was weird like when i saw yeah. him i was like why does the little motherfucker got herpes like what's what am i what's what what's happening here right. he ha- like why did they do that that was right. strange and he was just so weird looking yeah to be so small but right. i guess maybe that meant something too to say like bullies come in all sizes and like maybe uh, i didn't interpret it up to be big bully, herpes bullies. i determined maybe he's just a birth defect or you know like the it girl. didn't look like a port wine it looked like <laughs> i mean i just interpret like the when the, i saw that little girl i said oh she has a port wine birthmark and i saw him and i was like he has herpes right, right. <laughs> so i just interpret he's got a he's got shit on his face i don't know i mean it's I just some dirty I, bully I yeah know. like you're dirty yeah. like you're dirty, dirty white, people have herpes apparently yeah, yeah. Like, i don't know you heard I, it here first <laughs> uh, i mean i i it was one of those things i i, I kind of felt that way too like why um I just felt like it was unnecessary. It yeah, it was that whole the whole beginning was just like I I was like, oh wait a minute, this is it, right? Like I'm in the right movie, right? Uh, like I this. liked it. I thought it was really upsetting and, and hard to watch and it kinda of put me in the right mood for, for the movie. I actually thought it was weird after like seeing such a terrible, brutal scene of violence and then Pennywise was like, Hey, remember me? I like to eat people. Yeah, well, I guess it was displacing, and and Martin helped put it in perspective. It was displacing because I was like, it it just doesn't. There's no kids involved in this situation. Well, there's like, I think it's more to like set up the reveal at the very end too. So I don't know. That's and you know that's not from the book either. I didn't think so, and I, but that's a new thing for this movie. Well, when you say the reveal, you're talking about uh, uh, Richie. Richie being gay. Yeah. Well, Richie and Eddie being. Yeah. So okay. they were a thing. He was in love with him. Yeah. yeah but, no, but Eddie. I, I didn't interpret Eddie, Eddie was gay. gay no. I no. So Eddie was Richie. gay in the original, though, right? Yes. Well, it, well, he in the nineteen ninety one. He was like a right. sickly gay kid. Yeah. Yeah, but so in this one, he wasn't like. But they never said gay. he was gay. Right. 
It was just implied. It was just implied. Yeah. He was effeminate. But in this one, he he's not like supposed to be like undercover, right? No. Like him and Richie had a relationship. No, Richie Richie he, is clearly gay. Okay, I but just they never to make say sure. they never say that though. Yeah, I like that. I think it. that was actually a good like subtle like. So I know I was really disappointed. Our theater made some groans and moans during the comment oh. during some when, scenes when I they kissed little, at the. Yeah, I told you, I was Martin. a little, was a little oh, yeah. disappointed. I was in like, our "Yo, theater. it's 2019. What the fuck? You act like you haven't seen." Two well, what I hate about before. horror movies is that it always, no matter how mature a horror movie may be, it mm. brings out like the immature. The immature. Like, people talked. All throughout the fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. I had to shush there were so many people like, yo, get the fuck out the room, bitch. Run, bitch. <laughs> like, yo, look, it's a fucking horror movie. It's like, you don't have to talk. Yeah. Like, so a lot of people treat them like Scream. And yeah. I don't know what it is about horror movies that makes people want to talk. Well, it's one of the most accessible genres, I think. So pe- everyone feels like, oh, I'll go. Yeah. I'll enjoy this movie. Yeah, and the movie just, as, it, as the movie progressed, it just got worse and worse and worse. And I mean... Yeah, I, I was sh- I was kind of surprised for a Sunday. I mean, no, I I only had like one moment, and it was when I saw the kid with the herpes, and like his face popped up. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but, <laughs> but so, than, I mean, no, but had, other than that, like we had classic horror movie antics, like "Get the fuck, run, bitch! Mm-hmm. Get the fuck, what are you doing, bitch?" Like. You nah, know, like it wasn't no, any of that. Or like you know, when the when the old woman was acting up, they was like, "Hell no!" Yeah, like you like, yeah. and people yo, were laughing at her in my theater. Like yeah, people were weak at her. Laughter. laughter. I laughed a lot in this movie that I didn't think I should or would. I didn't think this movie was that scary at all. Well, it, didn't, it, kinda, it wasn't. Or I don't get really scared from movies, but it wasn't very tense. I think that there was moments of tension that I experienced me, I, because I, I knew experienced that I knew zero. that there was jump jump scares coming. So yeah. I was like, "Ooh, what's I mean, going to happen?" A jump scare got me. Once or twice, but like at the same time, I mean, I wasn't. The first one had me like, "Ooh, what's oh really?" Because I, I think the first this is scarier was, than the first one. Yeah, me first too. one's tame, man. And maybe the it was the tone of yeah. the theater because the theater mm. fucked it up. I, I I hate seeing horror movies in the theater because people fuck it up. Yeah, like it, all that banter and that talk and shit, it just ruins that banter. Yo, you sound like somebody old daddy, yo. <laughs> it ruins the fucking movie. Like people are literally talking during these moments where the music is very important. The the, yeah. the dialogue is important. Yeah, before. this is. A very dialogue like really matters in this movie, and yeah, there was a ton of talking like during all those scenes, like people just turned off yeah, and yeah. waiting for the next scare. Did, did you anyone see scary stories to tell in the dark? No, oh, yeah, no. I saw it. Uh, did you like to it? You too. Yeah, I liked it a lot, and I thought that was yeah. a very scary movie, especially yeah. for being PG 13. I know, right? Like, you can't take a kid to that movie. I did, I took a, oh, a, yeah. a, a <laughs> nine year old and a six year old. What? To oh, a PG thirteen movie. I mean, it, I was like, "This is like Goosebumps, right?" Nah, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, like, I was a little disturbed in the theater yeah. by some of the stuff that I saw, and I was like, I felt very guilty. But that movie is usually PG thirteen means there's a titty somewhere. That's no, not PG thirteen. I think yeah. the MPAA would there's have no quite titty a titty somewhere. We've been over this before. There it, are there well, was, in the eighties. In the in the eighties, there's a couple of movies that had a titty <laughs> as a PG thirteen. Like no man, PG thirteen now means it's absolute. Temple of Doom is rated PG thirteen. Like, no, come on, Temple of Doom. Oh, that's the first PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah, because because Poltergeist is rated PG. Right. I'm like, what the f- huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's a mistake that you would make. PG thirteen right? like, is like every like action movie now is like PG thirteen. Cool. Yeah. I will but, say that there was the there was gratuitous use of the word fuck in this movie. I feel like yeah. They it just were like, how many even, times can we say fuck? It doesn't even oh. need to be an R. This movie, and that's my whole point, is that scary stories is terrifying. And his PG-13 is like no gore. 
It's it's. I think that movie is scarier than it chapter one. Mm. And yeah, the, I, I could I agree with that. Yeah. Right. I mean, in this one, it, it does kind of feel like uh, you well, just cussing to cuss. Yeah. That's the whole movie to me. It it chapter two felt very forced in a lot of different ways. There's a lot of like the cursing. I was like, oh, you're gonna say fuck again, yeah. again. Oh, congrats, writers. Yeah. The, <laughs> the message the messaging seemed forced to me. It yeah. seemed forced to me too. Yeah, it was super contrived. Um, well, I thought it was really subtle when the the giant uh, female genitalia hole opened up and the deadlights came through, <laughs> because it, I don't know if you guys were aware of this, but like it's about childhood trauma, and so oh. that's actually what that scene is implying. Oh, and I thought like that stuff was super subtle. Deadlights, <laughs> yeah. Um, the vagina also had teeth. Yeah, I did. Back back as they do. That. As they do. Uh, I have questions for you. Yeah. We'll talk about we'll them. Talk about them. <laughs> a lot of them. Um, uh, uh, let's see, man. I, where, where, where do we go? I mean, we kind of already broke in here. What, what do we feel about these performances, the, the adult versions of the, the, the these children? So the kid that the they cast to play Eddie? Mm-hmm. Like looks exactly like the guy. Like I, I felt like the likenesses were there for everybody. Right. Um, I think they did a really good job with that. Um, I do want them to stop casting black men and not giving them real haircuts. That bothers me in life. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Because the whole but time I'm right, looking though. at him, I'm like, "Well, you need an edge up. You need an edge up." And what the fuck is this dad fro you <laughs> this got going on? He's in Dairy Maine. It doesn't like, fucking matter. No, no, that's a good point. There's no good barbers in Dairy Maine. That's I a mean, real good obviously, point. Obviously, that's a good geographical. But but uh, no, right that's there. bullshit. He's because the only black man in Dairy. No, Maine. because he cuts his, his own hair, bro. When in the nineties, wasn't that just out at the last black man in Dairy? Wasn't that just in? <laughs> funny but no but his but his what's that his grandpa that's there he has a, he has a real black man haircut and he lives in Derry. in the 90s he had a real black man haircut so don't sell me yeah. that bullshit um, maybe he was cutting his hair and when they burned up in the fire like you see what I'm saying <laughs> he didn't have anyone uh, to cut the, his hair too what's the kid the kid that's fat when he's little and he's just like ben. Ben. ben there's a fun reveal with the Ben scene cause it go, they cut to the boardroom and then you see like a the you fat know, guy a, yes that's actually the kid that played young Ben in the 90s version. Oh, really? I could not figure out why and he so, looks so yeah, familiar. And it's great because they position him as that character. So right. if you don't know, which I didn't remember that he was going to be like ripped and, and attractive. So I was like, oh, there he is. Because John Ritter wasn't. John, yeah, right. John Ritter was not, but he also was not fat. So Right. But it's. I just think that it's. Uh, it, it was such a good fake out. Because I was like, oh, yeah, there he is. There's yeah. our guy. I knew that wasn't. I, I thought it was weird that okay, I never, I didn't read the book and I didn't watch the '90s. But like, were they all like wildly successful as like adults? Like everybody was everybody, like, pretty everybody, much everybody, everybody was like Mike. living the <laughs> fucking dream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everybody, everybody except for Mike, and you don't find out much about. Stanley. I mean, like going yeah. like the dairy. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. doing that. I'm rich. Yeah, when, yeah I'm <laughs> fucking rich. Apparently, you know, the part when he was like, when he was like, you know, I went to Florida for a little while and I came back or something like that. So, you know, just inside joke, Byron, okay? <laughs> he he looks, the young version of Mike Hanlon looks just like our homeboy. Shout out to you, Byron. And, you know, Byron now lives in Florida. Yeah, 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 yeah. So as soon as he said that <laughs> that comment, I, 
I, I I went over to Corey and I was like, "Yo, that's fire!" Right? <laughs> I just started laughing. <laughs> yeah. The little part that should be laughing at. Yeah. So, um, well, I, I, you know what? I'm gonna post it side by side on KMC's page so people can see. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, you know, I don't understand why this guy's living in the fucking library. Let's be, you know, let's just. I think start it's just there. he's obsessed with gaining information. And so it's kind of you just want to talk like heavy handed. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like the position of this Mike character. Um, Did it offend you on a on a racial level? Because that's one mm-hmm. thing I was interested in hearing from you guys. I mean, there's one black character in the story. Well, I mean, we already digested that in the original. It so it's you know, I, yeah, it's not a, a big shocker here. Um, I mean, but in in a way, he's kind of the hero. I mean, you know, there's there's no way the Bill is kind of positioned as the the leader amongst the group. But I mean, obviously, they wouldn't have the understanding of how to kill Pennywise if it wasn't for Mike. So he's really the true protagonist, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. So I mean, no, I, it's just it, it's just dumb by any standards. Like, uh, you know, you're fucking all right, twenty seven plus however you're old you were as a teenager. So what you're like thirteen. Let's go with thirteen. So you're like forty one, forty two. Right, and you're just living this fucking. You dedicated your life to Pennywise. It's just, it's just dumb. I, to me, it's dumb. You know what I mean? Like, I like him to be a little bit like more prepared because I think of like Purge Anarchy, where you have the uh, main protagonist. Mm-hmm. He's been basically waiting a year just for this one night so he could accomplish this mission. Right. So it, he's like ready. Like he only gets sidetracked because he's trying to help other people, yeah. but he really has this mission to accomplish. Whereas Mike, he's kind of, it's like he's always fumbling papers or like. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very good point. Like, Yo, you had 27 years to get ready for this. <laughs> so, and that's, that's, that's a stark contrast between Mike in this version and Mike in the 1990s version. Like Tim Reed seemed so much more capable. Right. Um, And and not as scatterbrained. Like, I'm, I'm curious if that is a racial commentary that he stayed there because he had less of a, of a privilege, I guess, in a way than some of the other characters mm-hmm. and that like his family was dead. So he couldn't, he didn't have the same like support system and resources to be upwardly mobile as the rest of the kids. Okay. So I never, I didn't think about it until you asked the question. I'm like, well, why would Mike be the one who is still there? Yeah. Um, he, I guess maybe experiences the least amount of privilege. Mm. Well, but then you watch Castle Rock and the, the like. The inverse of that character is the guy from Moonlight who lives in Texas and he's a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? Like he left Derry. What the Deaver. fuck? Yeah, or he Castle, lives in Castle Rock. Rock. Derry Castle but, Rock is like Norfolk, Virginia Beach, bro. Like it's all the same. <laughs> in that universe, it is. Yeah, but yeah. In that universe, I'm not going to Maine. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> clear about that. Tax yeah. dollars have suffered because of Stephen King. What are the? What's the other town? There's one more town. That, that that's in the, like the Stephen King universe. Mm-hmm. That's not a real. Town. Uh, Portsmouth. <laughs> oh, Yo, like, boy, watch oh, out! Man. <laughs> watch I'm just out. kidding. I like Portsmouth, man. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's that's actually a very good point, point, Martin. Because even just a call back to another horror movie that I liked that nobody really talked about, the newest Halloween. Lori Strode was completely prepared for Michael Myers because she knew it would happen. So like all types of basements and shit were rigged, booby traps everywhere. You're right, man. This Mike Hanlon guy, man, he's an underachiever, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And he, yeah. and apparently he lied, which I, I, I was really lost at that. Like, I guess he lied about the fact that, like... That was an unneeded plot point. <laughs> there just wasn't just, fucking necessary. I, I just wanted y'all to come. I just wanted to try it out. Like, y'all are having a full-blown argument while this motherfucker's trying to murder y'all about him lying. Listen, I don't know. Can I talk about that yet? Yeah. How Pennywise could have murdered them 22 times already? Yeah. Like... Uh, you weren't. Oh, you were there, but like on the chat. But like, 
Pennywise is not an effective murderer. Nah. Like, he could have murdered them so many times. And so he just many. kept being like, I think I'll just scare you. I'll just keep scaring you. I mean, yeah. well. Just murder them. Murder them. Well, the I mean, is Pennywise he... is a symbol of oppression. I know. <laughs> like, this, yeah. is, this was two hours of like, I think I'm going to scare you. And then, and then in his last ditch effort, he murdered, what, Eddie? Look, he's a right. clown. He's been chilling for 27 years, just thinking of bits, writing them down in the notebook. He's got to try some material. <laughs> he's try some material. It, it, but <laughs> he's I, like, look, I got this great thing going. I'm going to put animals in the fortune cookies. It's going like, to be incredible. That was creepy. That, that was, was in the first one. That was in the first one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it just took it to the next level in this one. Because uh, the was... digital effects in here were really good. Can we yeah, agree? Shit, no. Huh? What? No. I didn't, huh? I didn't love them. It's like some oh. some of the like the scenes that were supposed to be scary with the digital effects. I was just kind of like, Meh, okay. I mean, mm. big naked titty lady was funny. <laughs> that was she hilarious. wasn't scary. Yeah, but horror yeah, stuff but... is kind of it is funny sometimes. Like it's funny because it's like, oh, that's messed up. Or like the part where he has like three mouths. I'm like, okay, we get it. You have lots of teeth. Like it just wasn't. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Not yeah. not that Tim Curry yeah. like turning around and being claymation. Scary, but... <laughs> yeah, the drain opening. Yeah. Like, the, the drain yeah. opening when I was little was scary, it, but then I watched too. it back. I it's was like, bad. oh, it's clay. It's clay, it's clay for sure. <laughs> it's clay just for clay. sure. Oh, the ending when he was like a giant thing. Like, why didn't you just kick him? Like, he just kept... When he's a big spider? Yeah, he, he didn't do well, shit. He, so... he kills Eddie. I know, he killed Eddie after 30 minutes of talking about it. Well, like, we knew he was going to yeah. kill Eddie because Eddie dies. But oh, see, I, I, I didn't know that. I didn't so, know he was so going to die. back, well, of course you didn't because you didn't fucking watch it. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't watch a movie from 91. It was on TV. So. But um, when... In the movie when, you know, because obviously Bill represents Stephen King. Um, and he always has. Shout out to Scary Ponytail. Right. So when he was talking about people hate the endings of my movies, like that is my critique of fucking Stephen King movies. Yeah, the endings are always a... bullshit. So I like that he shows up in the movie to make fun of himself. Right. So I thought that they were going to change the ending and, and maybe Eddie wouldn't die mm -hmm. because they talk so much about the ending. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I mentioned this before, like when I watched it as a child, I was like, all that, and it's a fucking bug? Like, what the hell? Right. I mean, they made him a bug again, but then, like... It's a much better version of the bug. It's a much better version of the bug. Um, and then it was still it was still him. So I I get it, and it, it I get that they changed it. I was, I was semi-impressed, then let down again with, like, the heavy-handedness of them, like, making it very obvious that Pennywise is oppression. It's like, oh. Well, okay. see, I didn't get that from it. Like, can you elaborate on that? So each one of the characters is a facet of marginalization. Mm -hmm. So um, mm -hmm. Stanley's a Jew. Um, apparently we learned that Richie is gay. Um, Eddie is sickly, I guess. And like, I don't know. I don't. What's Eddie's problem? He's yeah, sickly. He has asthma. He was gay before. He has asthma. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> he has, he has pharmaceuticals. See, the goddamn pharmaceuticals always in our. Man, anyway, that's. I guess like both him and Bill have like impediments, like yeah. um, that would cause them to be made fun of, and then like. Well, he was just he was just poor, right? Like Eddie's mom. Eddie's mom was completely sick. No, she was. She was. No, he had. No, 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 no. I'm tripping. He has Munchausen syndrome. He's a vic a victim of Munchausen syndrome by proxy. That's what's going on, with oh. Eddie. Um, and then um. Beverly's white trash. I don't know another way of putting it. Mike is black. Well, the, um, well, the oppression for her. I mean, I think it's you know the the 
Yeah, the, she's the she's father she's poor. The, she's poor. She's sexually abused. Yeah, like, sexually abused. She's, but but what I'm saying is what she's experiencing outside of her home. She experiences physical and sexual abuse. So like, there's some facet of like you said trauma that these people are experiencing. And so he does represent trauma. He represents oppression as well. Like, well, yeah, as, the, as a form of trauma. Well, that's what I'm saying. You you say like it was so heavy handed, but I didn't think about it from that angle. To me, I, it was so clear that this was adults having to deal with issues that they've incurred from their childhood. That right. they chose to forget, yeah. yeah. Right, that you sort of repress memories. I mean, so that, and that's pretty much all I read into it. So it's interesting that you saw so, it from a different way. Well, the yeah. way that I took that is just how you were saying that originally Pennywise is like is like a manifestation of all the evil in the town and is kind of like um, orchestrating all of that. This is what they're all experiencing, right? And it's not just them. Obviously, yeah. other people are experiencing um some some form of marginalization or bullying or whatever and and he he's just a manifestation of the fear that comes with that that keeps them that keeps them down so at the end are we talking about the ending now because we're talking talking about about it all all right so so when they when he says he says that's not the only way you can make a a person feel Feel small small. it's like oh i'm I'm confronting my oppressor i'm confronting my bully and so i'm like like at that point i was insult you to death Right, I was like, I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. Like, that was, in- I you- thought that was interesting. That's better than a fucking slingshot in the dead. Yeah, I'm gonna hit you with a fucking yeah. earring in the eye. Yeah, it's better than that. <laughs> and um, then, I didn't and then know pull I- out your heart. Like, yeah. I didn't know how I felt about it. It was like. Of all this bullshit, we just gotta disrespect you. Like, yo, you just <laughs> talk shit to him. Yeah, yeah, that's all I gotta do. I but, gotta talk but, shit. But in a way that, uh, just to Lizzie's point, I mean, you know, they you know, they always say like, you know, if you ever get bullied, just fucking fight the bully. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, knock him the fuck out or whatever, and then you won't ever have that problem ever again. Yeah, so because he feels a, that you're weak. Yeah, and when you that, show him that you're strong, they shrink. So, so yeah. to me, that actually using Lizzie's you know, using that as a primer to get to the bottom of this, that actually makes me like it a little bit more um, because there, there is, I knew that there was messaging and tangibility to it. um, But that just brings another layer of tangibility. That's just so that's just that you can actually take from the movie that they added in there. Building on that. uh, I mean, a lot of his scenes with each character individually is him, verbally reminding them of the trauma that they've gone through and the ways that they devalue themselves. Right. Making them relive it, yeah. Right. And relive. so in a way he's bullying them in the same way that they'd flip it on him at the end. Facts. Yeah, I did yeah, yeah. I did love how they transitioned scenes. Whoever how they shot it or edited it. Yes. Where they would go from present to past. Present yeah. to past. I thought that was done really uh, when, well. Oh, where they're like it's all in camera? Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, it's neat that they were able to have these yeah. actors here. I all you gotta see, do is pan I over. I mean I, I only cool. watched the trailer like one time, so I wasn't really big. I didn't know the kids would be a part of this as much as they were. Mm. I really Yeah, didn't. me neither. That I was, thought they was they were just kinda gone. That was right. a I ain't gonna it was There was a cool flashbacks surprise. in the original one, but I only I remember a particular scene with Stanley that they didn't include in this. Mm, yeah. Which one? Um, where he's like, Pennywise is like the wolf man. Uh-huh. And then he gets on, they get on the bike the and bike ride and away and ride he away never looks him. back and sees him, but he just knows that Stanley had seen Pennywise and he was like weak while he was hibernating. Right. Yeah. Can I, can I uh, drop a bombshell on this table right here? Let's go. Um, have we all seen the highest grossing film of all time now, Avengers Endgame? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so this movie has the same exact structure. Where in Act One, characters come together after a long hiatus of being apart, 
-hmm. they get together because they have a plan that they want to save the world. Uh, then in Act Two, they have to go back in time and confront issues that were never resolved right. in order to get a bunch of MacGuffins together so that they can defeat the ultimate enemy. And then the big battle happens in the third act, and it involves the death of a fast-talking hero. Oh, look at you. Look at this yeah, because the MacGuffins had nothing to do with I the was death like, why are we gathering this... horcruxes? <laughs> yeah. Why are we gathering horcruxes? Which what the fuck? goes into probably the... <laughs> Another bullet point was the time of this movie that, like, the whole gathering of the MacGuffins. It's like, a time heist. Uh, I mean, it's yeah, the same it just thing. went on and on and on. But it, it gave them a reason to. It drove the. It's a MacGuffin. It drove I, I like the point forward that I they like needed the to be in a particular that, place in a particular time. And the scenes allow you to really get in the headspace of each character. I mean, I think that's the value there. It's not the, like, oh, I got this postcard. It's one of the few times I just felt like. It it just could have been crushed. The 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 editing, the style in which it could have. Been, I think you can cut a, a lot out of this movie. I mean, yeah. it's over long for sure. It's listed at two thirty nine. I think minus credits, probably a cool two thirty five, two thirty. You could get this movie done. Yeah, in two, but one, two hours. Once yeah. you sit through twenty minutes of trailers, you're in that bitch for three yeah, hours. Right. You're in the, yeah. So okay, let's stay, let's stay there. What scenes are you cutting if we're trying to chomp this bitch down to like two fifteen? Home girl getting beat by her husband. I think that's important. No, that is yeah, important. important. It that's relates important. to her dad, but yeah. at the same time, like... You and, haven't seen the first movie. That's a, that's an important part. Right. I'm only going off the movies that I've seen. Well, okay. it gives her a reason not to return to her old life. Are you talking right. about the first movie, the 90s? Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, but well, that's not... You can't say that's I can't required say that. viewing for this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying not. it's required viewing for this movie, but what I'm saying is, like, without that, mm. you don't understand... How her trauma has manifested itself in her adulthood. I think. Right. I, I think without that scene, you don't. I mean, you don't. I think that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But is it that important? Yes. It, I, I mean, uh, when I start going a, a movie that needs to go from two thirty to two, I'm like, that probably could have gone. But you got to like, get her stakes. That's the whole crux of her character. Is that but everybody mm. kind of? I mean, I I don't know. It just wasn't that important to me. I think like, Act Two is a bloated act. I mean, that's the one where you. It's can, very bloated. Yeah, and, and I, I think the the storyline about Bowers or Powers, whatever his name. Yo, get rid of that whole thing. Get rid of the whole thing. What, hold on, which which scene? The guy who breaks Bowers. out. Of, the guy who yeah. breaks oh, out yeah, of prison. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's a yeah. part of the original story too. But I also feel like that was better executed. It was way better in the nineties version original. of it. Yeah, yeah. It was that feels like more. some book shit. That feels like <laughs> yeah. when you when you read books yeah. and when you translate it to movies, that's the shit that gets thrown out because it's like, yeah, yeah sorry. That was totally well, weird. And so they put it in anyways. Yeah. The reason, okay. And if you think about the fact that it attacks children, and also like Henry Bowers in the original movie is like, he's not like crazy. He's crazy, but he's he crazy. goes crazy after he has an experience with it. Yes. But he's not he's not laughing hysterically like, silly crazy it's not that he's just like okay I, I was already an evil fucker and now I'm crazy and I you've ruined my life so it was more like a revenge thing with him than I'm just a nutter so and then too they didn't the scene where his friend shows up and he's a corpse like they have a conversation he's yeah. just not yeah. a fucking zombie and, exactly and so like his fucking Pirates of the Caribbean it's right weird. it's played for laughs here well, yeah and they well, and never then, and they just Pennywise let it go is, Pennywise appears as his friend so it's not just like a random zombie driving a car and he's scared of Pennywise because Pennywise also was the one who, who put him in the who put him, position. yeah who put him in the position to like lose his mind yeah. sort of mm-hmm. so he he doesn't go in there and get him out i mean he talks to him at some point but mm-hmm. like the person who coaxes him out is his friend yeah um so i thought that was an odd choice to make him like a really bad stupid zombie and i also 
if you think about it from the perspective that he can't, he attacks children and not adults, like Henry is his way of attacking them as an, as adults. Right. So they just fuck that up. It's too much. But he it, does he, way too much. He does attack, I mean, Pennywise still attacks the adults in this movie. Like he comes after Bill Hader with the, he, uh, the big, what's a Paul Bunyan? He attacks right. them, but he scares them more than he's actually trying to kill them. Mm. And he, he does that in the previous version, too. Like, Richie actually is in the library. That was scary yeah, in the first one, too. The fucking balloons were popping and blue, and blood was everywhere. Yeah. Um, I actually wish they had done that. And my daughter was like, what did they put that in there? Yeah, that part was <laughs> That wicked. part was crazy. And then Stan's head was in the refrigerator. Yeah. Beat, talk- beat, Richie. Yeah. yeah. That was all great. Yeah. Well, and he, yeah, they, they, they fucked that up, too. I would have rather have seen adult Stan's head, but. Yeah. No, nah, but they do the thing homage of Spiderhead. You know, from the thing, oh, John yeah. Garfield yeah. the thing. Yeah, they yeah. shoot it like the same way, too, where it's just silhouetted and you see the legs so, come out. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what made me upset that they changed because it's my favorite line in all of it. In the scene where, like, fake Beverly is coming on to to uh, Bill and, like, they're making out, he backs up in his Pennywise. He changed the line. It, it, kiss, it was No, it was, kiss me, fat yeah, boy. Kiss like, me, that's fat what it was. Boy. And it's like Tim Curry being t- his best self. He yeah. backs up, kiss yeah. me, fat boy. And he changed it to, like, eat me or some shit. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck? And my daughter was like, why'd they change it? So I don't know. That that bothered me, too. I didn't like the... I mean, I, it, it's funny because all the scenes that I would delete, I, I, I get why they're important. But then I debate... Why or were they really that important? We didn't well, need like, that little girl getting eaten. Little girl we did not need the little boy in the funhouse yeah, getting eaten. No, we those, didn't need any of that shit. I think if you get rid of those two sequences so and the the other guy, Mullet, Mullet Man. Yo, I forgot about... Did he really get eaten? The, the kid little, in the mirror? Yeah. yeah. Yo, because when they when they turned the lights on, it was like no blood, no nothing. So I thought he maybe was imagining it. But and I forgot they never went that's back That's part to of that. this movie that I don't... And yeah. I think it's Stephen King in general. It's hard to tell like what's really happening and what's just yeah. in your mind. The right. whole movie, I'm wondering that. Two, ba- two kids didn't even get eaten. Uh, I didn't even like Bill kissing uh, Beverly. I, I, I That made no sense to so me. So in the original story, mm-hmm. his wife, Audra, is not an actress and she actually gets kidnapped by it mm-hmm. and so beverly realizes sooner that um that it's not bill because he has a whole okay. wife so i don't know that they they, 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 they took that out so they could drag that part out almost all scenes in the film probably could have shed just a little bit of weight yeah like, i think scene yeah. to scene you could you could like trim. the ending was just like oh girly we're gonna uh, i was waiting for the like the, the freeze frame ending where it's like <laughs> <laughs> nobody can see that obviously if you're listening but like the freeze frame ending like like uh, the, fade the breakfast club yeah, yeah like it's like really like it just goes on like after after the movie ended after you know even the I, I, I thought the dog scene was stupid mm. I didn't think that really served any purpose the dog scene oh Remind well they me. they kept that in there apparently my daughter was doing research apparently like the dog being there was improvised like they expected something CG to be there and then when they opened the door it was the it was a real dog there and they were they were reacting to the actual dog being there and them not expecting it so they just kept it well, the editor with the dog re- the Pomeranian. so it was like Three scary doors. not scary oh, yeah, very scary yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that was funny that was fun. The movie was, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this film because there were so many things. I was like, this serves no fucking purpose. Well, okay, so going back, I, I, I like the girl getting killed under the bleachers. That's the one I probably would have kept. But see, that's what I would have put at the beginning instead of the gay couple. Oh, good, good. I mean, but good this is a Stephen right King, like the text. They're trying to honor the text. 
because that's what's in there. And it has so been wait, a, where you said you never read it, but you but so in the in the book that is really there. Yeah, that's that the opening gay, of the book. Oh, that it's a gay couple. The, the opening because you know the book is not split into parts. It's right. all it's, so that's the first scene oh, is a gay book. couple, and that's supposed that to embody the whole thing of like this town is sick. There's an issue oh. in this town, and what is it? It's Pennywise. Let's dive into what's. So in the original movie. They got rid of it because they that's got rid way of it because it's a lot 90s. for ABC at yeah. nine o'clock in, in the nineties. In, well. in the in the early nineties, yeah. it's barely the nineties. Right. But I'm but thinking, but nigger is not. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> nigger well, is you never. Know. Back to Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Nigger is never. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was. So, but I mean, I, I think it, I think it still yeah. could have. I think it still could have worked. Yeah, no, I, 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 with I, love little girl. Edit, I love your editing replacement. I mean, because then it, at that point, it kind of mirrors the structure yeah, of the first with, one. Yeah, with like, with, you know, with the Georgie little boy with Georgie. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. How he lured her in. and I completely think they could have took that that whole scene, the, all three scenes with that little boy and the fact that he, you know, you know, he had the little trope where he was like, he said something from Richie's material back yeah, to him. And Richie like got, that that was a dumb cut. scene. That could have been. They could have just walked out the fucking restaurant, yeah, and we didn't totally. need that. There's another another little bit that is just like three minutes, but it doesn't need to happen. When they're swimming in the cave, and they're like swimming to that little island in the middle, mm-hmm. and like Beverly gets dragged underwater. And then everyone goes under to save her, and Eddie's yes! and Eddie's like, "Oh my God, what's good?" And then they just come back up, and yeah. it's like, "Let's just keep going." Yeah. We don't, yes, we don't need you. Eddie to be a pussy. We know he is. No, yeah. but like, yeah, that's the only purpose in that scene. It because it doesn't move the plot at all. She gets dragged under. They all dive under. She comes back up, and they keep it moving. Yeah. Like it serves no purpose. Yeah, serves and no that's purpose. at the time of the movie where we need to be like moving. Move it. Yes, yeah, to the third act. Yeah, <laughs> is it that saw, the third act? Yeah, we already saw Eddie being a pussy when he didn't help out. Uh, uh, Richie, with, yeah. right? With so yeah, so it's just overkill. Yeah. Like that's a cutting room floor scene. Like first editing draft. Like I'm, that's <laughs> yeah. the first thing. I, I, so it's frustrating. I mean, yeah, it's so I, much like that. Because I, I, I was kind of like tilting my head like a dog. I was like, <laughs> so when they come out the water, it's like. Are y'all all right? Because this is sewer water. I want y'all to understand that. It's definitely sewer water. And y'all, are, I'm, I'm not happy if I'm waist deep in sewer water. Yeah, facts. And so well, when old, cool, like, when titty deep, old lady. Lady got, drags me under it. So when they know? were de-aging the children, that was irking me too. The scene with Eddie, where we realize that Eddie is gay when he's in the arcade, they could have put that in the first movie also. I like that scene. I, I'm not saying get rid of it. It could have been in the first oh, movie. Eddie or Richie? Richie. Richie, Richie. sorry. Oh, yeah. Richie. When Richie's in the arcade and we realize that he's gay, they're right. intimating to us that he's got some repressed homosexual desires. That... They could have put that in the first movie, right. and then we wouldn't have needed the scene at the beginning of this movie to to intimate that people in the town are extremely homophobic. I uh, I like this thing, and I'm just bringing it up because it's on the topic, and I don't know if there will be another good time to mention it. The thing with Paul Bunyan, the giant statue that chases Richie, that's in the book. Mm-hmm. But I like that because now we know that Richie's gay. Mm-hmm. Being chased by a, a giant a bear. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's a giant statue uh, memorializing masculinity, mm. and that that's his trauma. That's what I'm talking about when I say Muschietti is good with the visual storytelling. Like that is a thing that he changed to fit this version of the story. Oh, that's good. That's a good and catch. I, thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm very, I'm very smart. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, I, I like the uh, <laughs> yeah, moving on. I mean, <laughs> now that we have that, I don't know. But yeah, the arcade scene. I, I don't know. That's part of his like act to like time heist journey. 
that's when he's because he's like going to find his uh thing that he left there i mean yeah. i i him him picking on eddie so bad because you know boys pick on you when they like you which is yeah. also fucking yeah. toxic and problematic but <laughs> but um him i guess it's like him not like knowing what to do with his sexual tension or whatever is that what boys do i don't know um but i just think i don't know we could have if we're saving time, we could have put that in the first movie. We could have put something in the first movie to intimate that he is having those those feelings because we don't know why he's getting picked on in the first movie. We don't know that. Mm-hmm. We just know that Richie's just there. I'm wondering if that's not a thing that they had when they made the first one. That they decided when they wrote the second movie. To yeah, it. Maybe, maybe. maybe it was something Bill Hader brought to the table. Did you guys like Hater in this? We didn't talk about his performance. Um, I, it was it, cool. It, it could have been EQ'd down a little bit. It was just it was, a, it was he was a little too on all the time. Yeah, and too much comedic yeah. relief. Well, I'm you know not trying I mean? to be funny, but if 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 you think about it, we're deep. But Finn Wolfhard like really played that character on ten all the time, yeah. so he's just continuing what he did. I mean, that's a good point. But I also had a problem with Finn Wolfhard's character and I think he's supposed to be kind of irritating though uh, extremely yeah, yeah. talk hell of yeah. shit in the first one right. right yeah yeah I, so. and I think what's the Eddie's uh, what's his name is it Man, Manscone or something I don't know the guy uh, from Insidious uh, yeah. James Ransom yeah yeah Not okay Insidious, there you go um, from The Wire season two Sinister man. in The Wire Dicky. Yeah. so he's a good actor but this movie just felt like man he's just doing an impression of that kid from the first one so he's a weird actor because i don't really consider him good and i don't really <laughs> consider him bad and in, in fact i always have trouble remembering the movies that he was in mm. because he reminds me of somebody and i can never remind <laughs> i can never remember who he reminds me of i know that of. vibe i felt the same way yeah yeah it's like he's doing a bad impression of whoever he reminds me of um i just it, he didn't feel like a real person cuz it just felt like he's doing that other kid's bit. Yeah. Like, to a T. Gotcha. So and sacrificing good. seeming like a real person. Mm. Which I felt like all the other characters felt pretty, I don't know, like people I could know in real life. Right. Did, did we enjoy um, um, Chastain's performance and uh, and who, who's our guy? McAvoy? McAvoy? Did we enjoy their performance? Mm. I like I, Chastain. McAvoy. McAvoy's kind of McAvoy. I don't think point. that they, I don't think they gave McAvoy a whole lot to do. That could be impressive. I think they gave her a lot to do. Yeah. And they didn't give him as much to do. So I'm not going to say like it's a bad performance from him so much as like the script didn't give him room to really. Well, I think they shine. tried to give him that, that like he's afraid of that boy getting eaten by Pennywise. But that all that gives him to do is like be hysterical. Yeah. Each time. Exactly. And, and I mean, obviously he wants to save that boy because he never saved Georgie. But. I don't know. It just, it wasn't necessary. I think we got all of that back anyway, because, um, well, he saves his wife in the original because he never saved Georgie. But um, I think we got all of that back in the scene between him and Georgie at the end where he forgives himself. And he, I like that scene. Yeah. So. Speaking of his wife, that, now that we're talking about, that scene was, that scene was too long. If we weren't going to have, if we weren't going to have Audra in the same capacity mm-hmm. as before, I didn't need to see her. Yeah. You I, didn't need to. It was, it was complete. It was, I mean, they, they drove home the fact that the endings thing, they, they mentioned it like six, seven times. It's like, all right, we get it. We like, could have done that without her though. Exactly. Like, yeah. We could have just had it. We could have cut their conversation yeah. and just had him talking to 
the director and it would have yeah i like the the back lot at the warner brothers like i i just like i was like oh this is fun i thought the the director part was very meta the director part was silly to me because he he represented old school hollywood he had like the scarf around yeah i like how he just comes down yeah i mean it was kind of silly and it set the tone for the rest of the movie like I, i didn't I laughed a lot in this movie. Right. Like I just didn't think it was that funny. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, that's scary. Whereas the first one reminded me of a horror movie. This didn't remind me of a horror movie. This reminded I, me of just like some silly ass. Movie. See, I, I'm totally backwards for me too. on that. Me I think too. the first one is mostly just funny. I mean, I think the tones are similar. I, my issue with this one tonally was that some scenes it felt like I was being juked too quickly between comedy and horror. Yeah. So it felt like like towards the end of the movie, I'm feeling like it should be pretty somber intense and it's like still just laugh a minute like in the middle of the big third act set piece like do we really need the bit with the doors yeah i never felt that they were truly in danger like at that point i was like and then when like eddie got killed i was like oh yeah someone's really gonna die now like Mm because you've you've been scaring them for fucking two hours like and it's not scary and i never felt they were truly in danger yeah because they had to go through 18 layers to get to this meteor crash i guess that's what we're calling it. I like that. That whole scene where yeah. they, they reveal the stuff. After that was cool. He, I yeah. can hold that. The whole scene where, where what? Where, where he's high. <laughs> yeah. Where he's like high as shit. The drugs and, he, and, and he tells him how Pennywise yeah. came to be. That was like, you could for me, you could have cut that whole oh, shit Oh, I love that part. The whole Pennywise's whole backstory to me was some bull shit. I well, was looking for <laughs> toilet paper for real. <laughs> <laughs> so, so again, like. In the original, they gave all of that to Mike, but as a child. Yeah. He just kind of went to the library and was like, oh, these Indians died. And that was what they said happened. But it wasn't a clown when it when it attacked the Native Americans. Right. Like, and, that, and to be fair, in the 90s scene, like, that's very bad acting on the part of that little boy. But, right, right, right. But, I, I mean, I don't know. It just makes him seem more capable. Um, okay. I thought it was cool. The animation was cool. I liked how the funky photography, like when so he's So you like the technical aspects of it. I did, thought it, it was like, whoa, this is not the visual language of this movie. Did I, you like that? Or you're just saying like... I mean, it, it was... From visually, techno- the movie was stunning. Technically, there were some things, you know, I caught a little... Uh, to me, I, I'm not going to say an, uh, an Ari Aster callback, but it was Ari Aster-esque where they panned up to the... To the to the sky and the stars, and then yes. went into the puzzle. I was like, oh, I also thought about this that. Sorry, I, I, I leaned <laughs> over to Corey and said, Ari Aster, but I don't know if he caught what I was saying. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, as Corey sits back uninterested on I his didn't. rose I'm gold sorry. phone. <laughs> Listen, don't hate on my rose gold phone. Yeah, I just I'm multitasking. Shut the fuck up. I got you, bro. Um, but um, yeah, man, it um, I just yeah, it was. The, visually, the movie it was, was fine. Handed. It was just dumb. I think it's better than fine visually. I think it's very impressive visually. <coughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. I no, agree. No, he, he's saying that he's not discounting that scene because of that. He's saying oh, what it added oh, to the I story. Oh, I thought we were talking yeah, about I'm just whole, saying, I'm for me, and Pennywise's backstory is just unnecessary to yeah. me. I'm, I'm, I'm better off just thinking he's a fucking clown that came out of nowhere that pops up every 27 years, and we don't know so what to do fucking, with him. So he's the slime underneath Ghostbusters, too. He's just a manifestation of evil. That's it, man. Well, it's weird that they still give him this backstory where he's like an 18th century clown, and then like you see. Him, I like, also thought that I thought stuff. that was strange too. I'm like, that, I was is like, he really what? an alien or is he really a clown? I, thought, I was like, are you an alien? Did you come from the sky? Did you be, like that so was? So they weird. never really explain what it is, other than it's an ancient thing. Um, in the previous iteration, 
it's just this ancient thing that has plagued this town, um, which makes more of the symbolism like digestible, I guess. They don't explain what it is. They just explain what it's done over time. Um, and now that I'm thinking about it, like the oppression for the Native Americans is like colonialism. Well, Holy shit. Mm. <laughs> Stephen King has a way of kind of mind fucking you a little bit. And yeah, Stephen King, to me, doesn't know if he wants to be symbolic or he wants to be classic horror. Like, he's, he, like, he rides the line in a lot of his movies and a lot of his writing. It's like some elements of these. And then whoever directs the film translates that so differently. So every film is like, oh, that's symbolic. Oh, that's horror. Oh, yeah. that's symbolic. Like, so you don't know what to fucking do. Well, you don't know I what mean, to do you, with it. If you think about it from the perspective of the Native Americans experiencing genocide at the hands of colonialism, like white, white people. people were literally aliens that came and fucking killed them. So... He's not super far off with that. I'm not saying he is. I think that he, his biggest hurdle for me is, is over-explaining everything. He gets so caught up in like building a dense mythology around every story. And I, I have read most of uh, his novelization of The Shining and not a fan. I think the Stephen, uh, sorry, the Stanley Kubrick film is much better. And the Ku- Ku- book. Right, and Kubrick because it comes across like he's trying too hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Kubrick just gets rid of all of that like universe building stuff and just makes it like a haunted house movie, and it's much better. And yeah. it, and Stephen King hates that version and made his own TV version in the nineties. Horrible. horrible. Yeah, so bad. Um, so and I think that that's just part. He loves like, oh, well, it's the deadlights and it's a, for, from outer space and there's a turtle that vomited up the universe. And the turtle fight, and I'm just like, yo, what? This is a book written by a cokehead and it's like 1,400 pages. <laughs> yeah. This shit is like heavy when you pick it up. You can kill somebody like, with that fucking yo, book. Like, I, I, yo, all it's the his precursor to Scientology. All his book. books are thick. Yeah, there's gonna heavy. be a religion around Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. in 30 years. That's a hot take. L. Ron Hubbard just wanted to be Stephen King so bad. He did though. He yeah. wanted to be Stephen Low King really King. bad, yeah. and now we have a religion. I think yeah. every once in a while he'll throw in the Running Man, which is his synodium, uh, synodium, whatever that fucking word is. Um, I have no idea what word you're trying to say. <laughs> oh, uh, Snowden, Josh Snowden. Oh, when you ha- when a writer has an alternate name, pseudonym. Pseudonym. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, not, not Josh Snowden. It's pseudonym. It's called pseudonym. The Running Man. Who the fuck is Josh Snowden? The Running Man was that's written who by Joseph Gordon-Levitt played in that. No, movie. he played Edward Snowden. Who the fuck is Josh? That's His twin <laughs> brother that did all the real work. <laughs> We're done. So, pseudonym. I had no idea what you were trying to say. He said pseudophage. He said like snootyish. Pseudophage. I was like, what the fuck? Sorry. Thank you for picking up the ball there. Sinead O'Connor, I believe. That's why you're looking for (laughs) The Running Man was written by Stephen King. I didn't know that. That's like, I love that story. Yeah, all his like. I'm not gonna say the word again. Alter ego. <laughs> uh, we're all his like, his, all good. they were all like really to the point. Because like Green Mile was like that. Yeah. Shawshank was like that. He claimed those right. though. Well, you know, back then, I don't know. publishers were worried that if one author had too many works out within a certain amount of time, it would dilute the goods, right? So that they like forced them to adopt a pseudonym. He he put, he put out Stand by Me under his name, and that's very to the point too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like his to the like, but some of his stuff like he. You know, even when you look at some of his other stuff, I mean, you look at Pet Cemetery, which is about Native American and the the sacred ground, and I mean, and, I mean, there's like so many things. His books are just 
they're written by Coke. And speaking like, about, like if you really break it down, on the subject of Pet Cemetery, I did always think the the scene with the clown was weird in that movie. <laughs> well, I don't remember. And then that. he did Misery. I remember the Achilles heel cut. Did he? Did he do that as well? Yeah, he Misery. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he's got Playborn is actually really good too. Yeah, and then he's got some odd ducks in there too, like uh, Atlantis with. Uh, um, I have no idea what you're talking about. There's another one. Yeah, he's got some weird shit in there. I too. mean, there's a lot of them have been made for TV, like Rose Red. Yeah. And Apparently, he he sells the rights to his books for like a dollar or some shit like that. Oh, like, he's dumb. Yeah, like he he does like, like the rights to his books. Like, it must be some, it must be anymore. some amazing back end deal. Yeah, it probably yeah. is. What about the Dark Tower? Like that's his no, like I never saw that. Opus. I mean, nobody saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think Idris Elba saw it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and even then, when you look at the synopsis of the Dark Tower, it's like, I don't know what the fuck that's about. What, what the hell is this shit about? Like, it's it's and all he wrote his... seven of those books. Yeah, been so long. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't give a shit about like how long books should be. So, <laughs> no, no. Apparently, if you ever touch one, it's it's, a, it's like a whole phone book though. His goddamn books. Well, I've heard his writing style is very much like he just lets it happen. Like he sits down, he just goes. So that's probably why he, some people might say he's a little meandering. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little meandering. Um, is there anything else left to cover in it? Okay. So, so how do you feel yeah. like they're them changing like uh, Stanley's death to he's a hero instead of wait? A coward? Stan Lee had a cameo in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was in the bike shop. So what do you mean they? How did they make? Well, oh, in the instead original, of him, like in the original, he's just scared, so he kills himself. In right. this one, he kills himself so they could go on to defeat Pennywise oh. because he would be a liability. Um, maybe, I, I liked that as a tag. I thought that was kind of sweet. Yeah. I, I think that they put that in there as filler just to give him more of a story because he was gone so quickly. But we knew he was going to die, yeah. and because the way that they structured the movie, um, alternatively from like everyone's experience as childhood being a flashback, like you don't. He's just gone. Like, yeah. I think Wait, it was... Mr. Who are we talking about again? Stan Lee <laughs> cut his wrist. Oh, yeah, the guy in the beginning. He yeah. said, fuck it, and bounced. Yeah, but then, yeah. He, but then he came back and was like, I did it for you. I thought that shit yeah. was cheesy. I, I'm yeah. not going to Whereas lie. I would have preferred I, him showing up and being like, beat, beat Richie in the fucking fridge. Yeah, uh, exactly. Honestly, I thought that was kind of corny. Yeah, that's three minutes they could have cut out the film. Yeah. No, like, it's good. No. It's because so much of Bill Hader's plot is about remembering Stan. No, it's about remembering the other guy. You wanted the bones really. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> so whoa oh, yikes <laughs> speaking of that Boning? fucking the, the CGI with the no oh. with Eddie the okay. CGI of the leper was terrible that was horrible that was weird was yeah. that what he looked like in part one no cause there's a leper in part one right I believe so but I don't remember I don't remember that whole scene was weird cause then they do the the music cue mm-hmm. the, the, yes Oh my god, you you keep bringing back these memories. Like you have a better like that music cue was weird as fuck. And it, it served was, no they didn't tell him that the, the placebo thing too cuz like what happens is that the daughter is running the pharmacy and then the old pharmacist comes and You tells mean like him, what afterbirth like placebo? No, okay. Like That's the thing placenta. that comes when oh, okay. the when the leper <laughs> wow. when the leper threw up on him, yeah. it went to slow-mo real quick and it 
I don't know the song. It was it's, just call me Angel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Darling, yeah. baby. <laughs> like they dropped that shit. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, huh? And everyone yeah. laughed. But like, just because it's crazy though, like it's not funny. It is funny. No. It Why? Made no explain that because to me. it just call yeah, me was, Angel. It's playing while he's getting laugh. puked on. That is so out First of the language of this movie. First off, it, it sounds like too that the creepy basement was a real creepy basement. So I would have problems with this pharmacy and why this pharmacy has a real creepy ass basement. Like What's an ass basement? Yeah. Like <laughs> that basement was weird and dirty and like why? That's like, an ass basement. He just why did you why did you wander down to this random basement and then come upstairs like Oh, the, the movie. Yeah, that wasn't very Pennywise of him. After this, I'm starting to really think this movie sucked. Like, I'm really <laughs> leaning towards this movie. You seem very I upset. Because there's so much shit in this movie that didn't make any sense. Like, I didn't I didn't think it was great, but I didn't think it sucked either. Yeah. It just, there, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to. Based on the casting, I thought that it was going to be so much more than it was. Yes, I agree. Um, I agree. But I think that they, at this point, were like just showing up for a check because people knew that it was going to be big. Yeah. Uh, I, that's pretty much my sentiment exactly. Um, the only thing, only caveat I'll add to that is I enjoyed it better than Chapter 1. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's that's the only it. thing I would add to what you said, Lizzie. I enjoyed it better than Chapter 1. I wish they just completely changed around the story and killed off like way more people. Mm-hmm. Hey. That, I could have been down for that because it feels yeah. like the stakes are low. Very low, yeah. I thought that... Me and Chandler are spirit animals in this movie. Like, oh. because I felt that same way. I was like, where's the crisis? Well, that's it because they like cut only... out the part with them with him kidnapping Audra. Because yeah. when they kidnapped Audra, they all had a reason well, to go after it. I don't care about this it. 90s movie yeah. that we keep referencing. Like, <laughs> it's not this the, is the 90s movie. movie. This that's is the, the original movie. fucking story. I don't care about I his wife either, though. Like, yeah. that, would just, that's, that would just make it longer. But that, yeah. gave them, that gave them a reason to have such a vested interest in going after it and killing well, it. Well, it didn't make sense that he would go... Pennywise will go all the way out of town just to get his wife there. Like no, that's she, she comes. She, she to follows him the, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then my thing was, you know, every twenty-seven years, two kids gotta die. <laughs> so, like, oh, so I can forget this shit. Like maybe, maybe that's what I gotta do. Okay, that's, that's maybe, what I'm saying. Maybe two kids gotta die for me to keep. Yeah, like they just all blue pilled, right? They yeah, like left the Matrix. Yeah. One part that I found kind of funny, you know, Mike Hanlon was explaining to Bill, like, you know, why he couldn't remember, and he was like, yeah funny thing happens when you leave this place you don't remember shit and i'm like but you never left how do you know like you know what i mean like i thought you, that was weird how do you know the mechanics of, i guess he's of, talked to other people who've left okay <laughs> oh you know in the in the book and in the original movie they they all forget once they leave again like so they have this big catharsis defeating mm-hmm. it and then they leave and just forget again so well, it's oh. it's not there anymore so why would they forget they, because it's just the town. That's just how the story goes. Well, they I change it like, in this movie. Well, I guess okay. it makes more sense too if you look at it from the perspective of confronting trauma that they wouldn't forget that they. That I, they, I like they, this they ending heal. better, and I maybe that's part of the joke of like you know doesn't know how to do endings because this movie changes. Yeah, it does some major it, things. I was gonna say yeah, it, it it changes that where it's like now we're remembering the things that it's like we we were forgetting the things that hurt us or that we well, were those things remember, made them who they were. it's repressing yeah. trauma versus which confronting what, it and overcoming it. which yeah. is what people do that's what right. people do in real life yeah um unless you're stan <laughs> oh stan remembered everything yeah that motherfucker remembered everything um uh yeah so where we stand position on this uh cory obviously didn't like the film uh, no i'm gonna give it a cool six a cool six i'm gonna give it a cool six okay out of 
Out of 10? Uh, maybe 12. <laughs> <laughs> so five out of 10. Yeah, six right. out of 12. Uh, you know, two out of four. As we talk, <laughs> as we, as we talk about it more, like, I just, I don't know. It's, you know, in a world where horror movies tend to, like, really suck, I mean, it, it didn't suck that bad. You okay. know, it was okay. But it, it's very forgettable. I'll never watch it again. So. Where are you at with the Martin? Oh, I like the first one a lot better i think the chemistry between the kids is much better than the chemistry between the adults that's true um and i wish they would have just cut out all the like token stuff <laughs> I mean, the infinity gems man <laughs> yeah. they gotta get them in that gauntlet the yeah. yeah but overall i mean it's not bad but i mean it's all right i mean i don't know how i feel about a prequel if they were gonna do that because obviously they're gonna do that probably yeah, you think so about, yeah they well, made no, they, so they, much they, money like, they're yeah, talking like, about it uh that feels like a hey, mistake um, <laughs> machete <laughs> and sars got are both gone on the set you know if it's the right story i'll come back it's, yeah. if we're gonna make a story about colonization from the perspective of penny like let's do that no, I'm straight on that. <laughs> that that sounds, that sounds that like a sounds, lazy movie all day. Shit, I'm good on that, bro. What's you added the lore into that. Written by Lazy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I don't need to if see we're gonna talk about We're going to talk about that. Then, like, let's do yeah. that. Yeah. I think this this movie hits an interesting spot between, like, popcorn horror that usually is terrible and yeah. the more, like, artsy A24 style, yeah. like, very uh, director-driven genre films that we get now. So it's it's not quite midsummer, but it's also not you know. Yeah, it doesn't know what it wants to be. It, it, I, I I do think it feels it's also a little not confused. The bye bye man. Right, and I, and I give it credit for being a popcorn movie made for somewhat a four quadrant audience, and that that's hard to do. And I think given the the parameters they're trying to fit between this movie it does succeed in some aspects, but it's not great. I liked it better than part one. So would you be down for, since both of you liked it, would you be down for the six-hour director's cut? I watch it once. No, I was, I was, I had it up to my ears with the three-hour theatrical <laughs> cut. No, I, I didn't yeah. really, if I'm kind of the same with Corey. Me, me, I'm more like a six and a half out of ten stars, you know, like, uh, go see it. It's entertaining. Um, so that's thirteen out of twenty. Yeah, she's twenty six out of forty. But, but you know, you're not you're not leaving with any nutritional value. Bro. So you like thought part one was like a three, then? Yo, oh. part one stunk to me. Part oh. one was terrible. To be honest, after I watched this, like I I don't know if you noticed, like I purposefully didn't say anything because I wasn't impressed with this movie either. Yeah, like, and I I didn't want to like. <laughs> I didn't want to not record. I was like, I just knew that y'all were going to watch and be like, I don't want to do no episode on that bullshit. Oh, no. Well, you know, <laughs> so I, I I'm not, would, like, I'm you not, guys enjoyed it more, way more than I thought you would. I would say, <laughs> I, I didn't think, I didn't hate one, but I thought one was a, a more tighter film in terms of, like, I didn't have as many complaints about one as I do two. But at the same time, I didn't think one that was that like, great. Mm. So it's it, they both get the same rating, but for different reasons. They're nostal- It's a nostalgia film. They both are. So if you don't have that nostalgia, like you're gonna feel differently about it, I mm-hmm. think. And that's probably you're looking at it with with a completely fresh eyes without the nostalgia for the '90s version. For the '90s version, and mm-hmm. so like maybe you have the purest like opinion. I mean, this is more successful than other blatant nostalgia plays like Stranger Things, though. I mean, yeah, I think Str- the- Stranger Things is still a is like an original IP. It's not. I mean, yeah, I think technically, yes, it's an original IP, but that's a stretch. Fair. <laughs> fair. Super fair. Mm, it's kind of like the tenant, where it's just an inverse. It's a palindrome. Uh, never mind. Mm. David Tennant, Doctor Who? 
Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all I got. That would be a oh. pretty cool, like, uh, Pennywise prequel is him like Doctor Who. You just go through time. <laughs> just killing people. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a weekly series on ABC yeah. Family. <laughs> he gets an assistant. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, man. That's that, Does that pretty much wrap it up for Pennywise? It does. I love how like upset and resigned everybody seems at the end of this very long discussion. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's just it's cathartic to talk about, you know, dampens your mood. I don't know. It's it it was, eh, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, we had to complete the set. We did the first one. Yeah, we, we did the, the first. One. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's good content. We did the first one, so and we're doing the prequel. <laughs> yeah, facts. Now we're in. What what yeah. what is a prequel going to be called? Like <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> You are on it today, Martin. I bought it full circle with a Joker laugh. Yeah. Um, all right, man. We're dropping it off here. Um, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to end this one, man. Somebody follow help us me on here. Social yeah, media. follow us on social media, Instagram and Facebook at Kinda Movie Critics and Twitter at Kinda Movie Crits. Um, uh, again, I want to shout out the Act Three podcast uh, that uh, Chandler is and Stephen co-host or Stephen Wall co-host uh, WTKR.com or Act Three podcast.com Yes, sir. right. Thank you very much. Um, is that is that was that the right plug? Yeah, you Act got 3 it. Podcast.com. It's, it's absolutely. But yeah, Act Three podcast.com It's A C T the number three P O D C A S T dot. Com. Are like we gonna make this like a drinking game in the future? Mm-hmm. It should be. I'm just saying. I've been drinking. Have you guys not? <laughs> you and Corey have. Are you guys gonna cover? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what oh, we're no. talking about this week. So we won't get this in depth. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I'll definitely be taking some of the uh, perspective you guys enlightened me to. Just uh, quote us. Just mm-hmm. quote us. That's all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just give a call back. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna steal all of it as my own. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna colonize all the all the material. <laughs> Pennywise, Chandler Wise. Uh, anyway, man, you know the deal, man. It's kind of movie critics, and we call ourselves kind of movie critics because we kind of are, and we're kind of not. We're just a bunch of people who like to watch movies. This has been an On Ear Network production.